You're listening to an audio message from Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. For more information, visit our website at harvestgranger.org. At the time that conversation took place, Nicodemus was one of the most religious men on the planet. He had studied the scriptures. He had memorized the scriptures. He was a teacher of the scriptures. And yet that whole conversation started because Nicodemus said, I want to see the kingdom of God. He was admitting he was a spiritually blind man. And as much as he tried to understand he needed God to open his eyes, Jesus looked at him and said, unless you are born again, you cannot see. We come on Good Friday. And everything in front of you, we don't want to see. We would rather not look at. I don't know about you, I would rather race right to Sunday morning, talk about the stone being rolled away, and celebrate the resurrected Lord. But on Friday, we pause and force ourselves to see something that is absolutely repulsive. We would rather keep our eyes closed and shield our eyes and look the other way. But Good Friday is all about having our spiritual eyes opened to the reality of the cross. We've got to look at the cross if we're going to see everything God wants us to see about Him, about Christ, and about ourselves. And so let's take a few minutes and look at the cross. There's four things that God wants us to see. If you could see the cross, here's four things. Number one, it's the cross that is the place we see God's righteousness. You see, a lot of people are under the opinion that God really doesn't take sin all that seriously. But look at this verse. Romans chapter 3 says this. This, and the antecedent of this in that paragraph is this. What happened at this cross, this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins, not any longer. He was dealing with them right there at the cross of Christ so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. You see, the truth of the matter is God created a world that was right, but it wasn't long before everything went wrong. And because of rebellion and because of sin, those people that were created in God's image were no longer right with God. Righteousness just simply means in right legal standing before God. But when sin entered into the world, God's righteousness was violated and men were no longer right. Now they were wrong. And the cross tells us that God cares deeply about right and wrong. You see, until you see the cross, until you understand what happened at the cross, you may mistakenly believe that there is no such thing as right and wrong. 
Or maybe you can make up right and wrong in your own heart and live according to your own righteousness. And maybe you could be good enough and create some self-righteousness on your own. If that was true, you wouldn't need a cross. So the cross is the place where I see God's righteousness, that God is deeply offended by my sin. The cross is where I understand how seriously God takes sin. Because God is so holy and so righteous that in order for God to remain righteous, He had to deal with sin. And He did it at the cross. But until you see the cross, you can just kind of think that God is just kind of some eternal grandfather that's just kind of kind to the children passing out spiritual coins when the kids come over to play. No, God is so holy and so righteous that in order to remain righteous, He had to deal with sin. Here's what I mean by that. What if someone in this room committed a violent crime? The evidence was stacked against them. Let's say they committed murder. And we all go to the trial. And the evidence is overwhelming. This person is guilty. And yet... The judge from the bench completely and fully pardons him and treats this guilty criminal as if he was innocent. Let me ask you this question. Would you consider that judge a just judge? Uh, let me ask that question. It's an interactive Good Friday service here, okay? Would you consider that judge who pardoned a guilty criminal to be just? Yes or no? no? No. So how can God be a just judge by forgiving people like you and me who have committed crimes against heaven? Until you see the cross you'll think that God just kind of passes over and ignores and winks at sin and try to do better tomorrow and be on your best behavior. But God really doesn't care about sin. The cross is the place that we understand how serious God is about His righteousness. Do you know what happened on that cross? God the Father treated God the Son as if he had committed every sin of every person who would ever believe. That's not the best part. The best part is this. He did that so that he could treat every person who would ever believe as if they had never sinned. You see, until you see the cross, you'll never understand God's righteousness. Secondly, the cross is where we see our sin. Notice this verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For our sake, He, God the Father, made Him, God the Son, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Him, God the Son, we might become the righteousness of God. Now, you do not need to look at the cross to see everybody else's sin. Is that hard for you? I mean, it's pretty obvious. The sins in your husband, the sins in your wife, the sins in your parents, the sins in your children. It's easy to see those. But do you know that until you have your spiritual eyes opened and you see the cross, 
You will excuse, you will justify, you will rationalize, you will defend, and you will blame somebody else for your sin. Until you see the cross, you will treat your sin lightly while you treat everybody else's sin very severely. We need the cross to see our sin. But we don't want to look at it. Do you know what this cross does? This cross offends me. And that's why we want to think about Sunday and we want to learn about God's love. You'll never understand God's love until you first see your sin on the cross. It offends me because it tells me I'm not good enough to be made right with God. If I could be made right with God by being on my best behavior, going to church, giving some money, reading my Bible, then Jesus never would have had to go to the cross. But we come and we remember what happened on this cross so we can remember this, that no matter how good I am, Jesus still had to die for me. I think we've probably assembled in these three Good Friday services here at Harvest. I'm pretty sure we assembled the best people in town. I mean, who else would come to a church on a Friday afternoon to hear a message like this? These are probably the most religious, best behaved people in town. And yet here is the truth. You're not good enough. Jesus still had to die for somebody as good as you. Now, we probably have some people in here who's like, you know, um, I'm not in that category. I got drugged here by one of those religious people, and I'm just trying to get those people off my back. And, and, you know, the stuff I've been doing lately is probably really offensive to God, and I just don't even know. I'm afraid the roof's going to cave in on Well, here's good news for you. you know what? Look at the cross. You know what this cross says? This cross says no matter how bad you are, Jesus was glad to die for somebody like you. In spite of your sin. But can you see it? Can you admit it? Can you drop your guard, look at the cross, and stop defending, stop blaming, stop excusing, and understand your sin is a declaration of war against an almighty God who on the cross, in all of His fury, in all of His wrath, defended His righteousness against somebody like you that would declare war on Him. And no matter how good or bad you are, our biggest problem is not that we have broken God's law. Our biggest problem is that deep down on the inside, I'm so bent, I hate God's law. I want to create my own laws. I want to be my own God. And you'll live that way until you see the cross. Have you opened your eyes to the realities of what we see? At the cross. Here's the third thing. The cross is the place where we see God's love. Romans chapter 5 says this. God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I've often said the most important word in all of the Bible is that little three-letter word, F-O-R. Because that word tells me that what took place 2,000 years ago, even though I had yet to be conceived, was for me. 
I should have been on that cross. I should have been the one crucified. I should have been the one experiencing God's wrath. It was my sin that Christ died for. He took my place. The cross is the place that proves that I am so sinful and flawed, far more sinful and flawed than I ever dared to imagine, and yet the cross is the place where I am more loved and accepted than I ever dared dream. The love of Christ. And the cross proves that what Christ did is enough. That's the place where God's love is known. Here's the last thing. The cross is the place where we see how to live. Galatians chapter 2 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I li that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For, for those of you that are believers, for those of you that this is not only good news, this is old news, you can predict my next sentence. Here's what we need to understand. The cross was not an isolated event that happened 2,000 years ago. Cross is a daily event that has to happen every day in my life. We don't crucify Christ again and again. We crucify ourselves again and again. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, if you're not willing to do that, you can't even be his disciple. He says that in the next verse in Luke chapter 9. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. The cross teaches me how to live what Christ did on that cross is now what He wants to do in and through my life as I die to myself every day. I die to my right to be king. That's what Christ did. I die to my right to be served. That's what Christ did. I die to my right to be comfortable. That's what Christ did. I die to myself to seek revenge. That's what Christ did. Do you understand that until you see the cross, we are spiritually blind to the way that we're supposed to live. Do you understand? Until you see the cross, you will crucify anybody that gets in your way. But if you go to this cross daily and crucify yourself, others will miraculously live and be loved and be served and be forgiven. The cross teaches me how to suffer well. Why are we so surprised when people don't bow down and worship us? Why are we so surprised that life is hard and it's painful and sometimes it's bloody? If you go to the cross, you understand it is a place of suffering. And anything above hell, anything above being nailed to a cross is a privilege. Are you suffering well? It's not until you have your eyes opened to see will you ever understand how to live in this life. And at that point, we don't obey God in order to try to get Him to forgive and accept us. We obey God because we know He forgives and accepts us. 
because of our faith in Christ as Lord and Savior. Do you have eyes to see? Or are you still spiritually blind? I want to invite you to bow your heads with me for a moment. And would you just forget there's anybody else in the room right now? And let me ask you this question. Do you see it? Nicodemus couldn't see it. Do you know why Nicodemus couldn't see it? Because that conversation took place before Nicodemus saw the cross. But when Nicodemus saw the cross, he saw God's righteousness. And he saw his sin. And he saw God's love. And he saw how to live. And it radically changed his life. Can you see it? Would you just pray a very simple prayer to the Lord? God, would you remove the blindness? Would you give me spiritual eyes to see your righteousness, my sin, your love, and how to live every day? And as God opens those eyes, respond in faith, move toward Him, take up that cross, deny yourself, and follow Christ. Lord, I pray for my friends. Thank you for opening blind eyes. Thank you for opening my blind eyes as a 15-year-old that saw the cross one day in a way I'd never seen it. I pray that you would do the same for a 15-year-old here today and a 45-year-old here today and a 65-year-old here today. That even though we've read about it and we've watched movies about it, we may have taught it in Sunday school, we still don't see it. Open our eyes. and Help us to see the cross. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.